Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. edition broadcast of Soundbites International Radio, yes. Black Consciousness is Claim, One, One World, World is the Aim, uh, bringing the conversations pertinent to our diasporic landscape to ensure uh, a future of better humanity and greater world for our peoples the world over. Um, I'm Hesir Nefara, and this is... Nefara Tumati Ra. Yes, yes. So, um, in case you've been under a rock, today is Juneteenth, uh, and today is... Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a myriad of, of, of feelings and, 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 and reflections for many of us across across the diaspora, especially, of course, you know, the uh, Africans on American soil, mm-hmm. um, in reflection of the history of, of, of Juneteenth and the, and the end of slavery or the proposed end of slavery on paper, however it gets to look. Mm-hmm. But we want to reflect on the facets of it uh, today with this broadcast. So join the conversation, share the broadcast with the peoples and thems. Um, and if you find value in, in the in the content that we bring, um, and if you would choose to like to contribute, please feel free, especially on a, on a day of independence and uh, you know uh, bringing forth you know the liberation and, mm-hmm. and conversations with us. We do have a cash app at um, dollar sign keys two soar K E Y S number two S O A R. Um, if you like to contribute, support to to what uh, Soundbites is doing, you can also go to uh, this is Soundbites dot com. Um, and there's a contribute button on, on the website as well. This is soundbites.com as a website. Um, and we're talking about a few things. Um, for one, it's, it, as, as I mentioned earlier, it, t- it can it's tend to be seen as a, a day of remembrance. Uh, for many, it's a day of celebration. Definitely for the time um, that it did take place, mm-hmm. so it, was a, it was a celebratory moment for many of, of the slaves who were freed um, during that time. Uh, which was, uh, of course, obviously June nineteenth. This was eighteen sixty-five, uh, and a lot of the 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 the, the bitter sweet, I guess you could say, or what have you, of the moment was that you know was it was two year, two and a half years, almost three years, after you know the Emancipation Proclamation was signed off on. Um, you know, even though there were slaves that were fighting and like still you know running to be free and what have you, uh, but this paperwork was signed off um, by Abraham Lincoln. 
link, linking, um, saying that slaves are free, um, in an effort really to you know try to end, end the Civil War. Um, but news did news apparently didn't reach. Um, this was January first, nineteen sixty three, eighteen sixty three. Uh, but news didn't reach uh, the southern parts of the of the colonies um, until uh, June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five. Was it uh, General Granger? Uh, his Union armies they finally made their way over there since there wasn't much Union representation right. in Galveston, Texas. The Union armies made their way down to Texas to inform um, the the communities of Texas and, and the slaves of Texas there that. Um, they were now officially free as per the Emancipation Proclamation. So go off and be free. Or in really, it says go off, go back to your plantations, and you can ask for work now, and, and you can get a minuscule pay. Right. Um, you know, so, there was, so it really was kind of like this kind of flip on his head of a moment, um, which led itself, granted this, you know, slaves were physically free um, in, in totality, but the, the tragic thing is the residuals of slavery tended to still flow through the rest of our history for the next 150 years, 155 years, 150 plus years. Um, in various forms where we see Jim Crow, um, you know, you, we saw the, you know, the Tulsa uh, race riots, the massacre, mm -hmm. uh, Rosewood, you got, you know, the civil rights movement, um, the, the, the bombing of the MOVE movement, you know, all these things. Um, and then, you know, Watts, race, Watts riots and all, all the stuff that just culminating and culminating as a result. Redlining, mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, which was happening in the 30s up until the 60s. Um, but still, the, even the residuals of that still exist today when to it comes day. to blocking financial um, access to, to land and property and ownership for black communities. Um, still exists today. And, you know, even in looking into slavery with the, you know, the 13th Amendment, while it quote-unquote abolished slavery, it still let, let in the loopholes of, um, except, you know, when you, you know, committing crimes, mm -hmm. you know, still then right, brings you right back into slavery, um, in a form of slavery, so to speak, you know, with the free prison labor and things like that for, for criminals. And who is filling up most of these prisons and being criminalized the most is black and brown communities, even if they're not committing actually really committing crimes and maybe fulfilling quotas that need to be fulfilled for prisons um, or, you know, whatever works. You were in close proximity, throw you in jail. You know, lots of, you know, innocent black people to this day that are still um, behind bars um, as a result of that. And then what's, what, come, what happens when they come out is, you know, the issues where, you know, now you can't vote, you can't exercise your right your right to vote, jobs are, are harder to get, and, you know, all these different things. This, this legacy of continued forms of, of the residuals of, of actual chattel slavery, mm -hmm. the slavery that, you know, started this uh, this American culture um, of, of, of theft of, of land and yeah. of time and of peoples and of property and ideas um, that did come from, from Africans that were brought to the soil and enslaved, as well as uh, Native Africans and Moors yeah, and things like that. Um, peace and blessings. Thank you for joining us. Peace and blessings, Society. We appreciate you. Um, Please, yes, please share the link. Please share the conversation. Please join the conversation and questions we yes. have or any information you share. Remember, like we, we at Soundbites, we love, to, we love to share information. We also love to receive and then in return share that back as a reciprocity to the community. So um, please feel free to share in the comments. We share your comments on, on, on the broadcast as well. So um, we're talking about Juneteenth, talking about a bit like a quick kind of run through of like, you know, the history of it mm -hmm. and the bits and pieces of it. You know, while we definitely do see is like, you know, stand, standing in, the celebratory energy of when our ancestors celebrated is really is like there's still there's been a long way to go in the reality of what's been taking place for the African on American mm -hmm. soil since then. You know what I mean? Um, we still essentially aren't. I see the the t-shirt that guy going around free-ish since kinda 1865. Kind of sort of, sort of free, but not really. Uh, but not really because you're still dealing with the things of, of psychological and mental slavery that's taking place, and 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 then as I said again, the actual physicality of it being in the mass mass incarceration, the prison industrial complex, um, and how and, and and constant shifts in laws that are being made in certain states and parts of the country that lend themselves to enacting some form of slavery in some way. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it sounds like a million. Um, We're still playing the toy toy guys. Okay, yes. In the background, slowly. Yes, yes. We didn't tell people about the the song. Like, well, yeah. So we actually played um, a traditional song 
from the Zimbabwe, um, from South Africa, from the Zimbabwe People's Revolutionary Army. Um, and it is their protest against a government, against apartheid and government oppression. Um, and it's called Toy Toy, T-O-Y-I-T-O-Y-I. And you are listening to South African Freedom Song, the choir, the Le Lila, Cape Town Choir. So let me play it, let me play it up for you. It is the chant, and it's accompanied by a dance. Um, it's presented here in such a powerful way. Um, but when you hear troops, tens of thousands, the vibration changes. Mm. It's so much more magnified mm -hmm. and strengthened. But this is the people's protest against um, government apartheid in South Africa. Um, the Zimbabwe um, Republic, Zimbabwean, Zimbabwean People's Republic Army family. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is the, the concept of what we're standing for in terms of Juneteenth. It's not a celebration. It's not our position that this is a celebration because, in fact, people should have never actually been enslaved to even have to celebrate being released. It's kind of, um, it ends up being a little bit of an oxymoron kind of sort of, but like... <laughs> what is there to celebrate that, oh, you know, Malcolm X said you stick the knife in my back nine inches and pull it out. Six is still in there three inches, mm -hmm. but that then that is this progress? Is this really progress? Mm -hmm. So, right. um, and then in order to create progress, you actually have to remove the knife and then you end up having to actually heal and make whole the wound that created the, the initial right. injection, right? So this is something for us to look at in terms of what are we, what are we standing for? You know, mm -hmm. and I, I put something up there yesterday, like, family, we can't trivialize everything because we're setting the tone for this. Right. So this is a new shift in the concept <clears throat> of our social landscapes. So we want to make sure that we put what's necessary in the space. And this is part of the reason why when I'm talking about healing, it's important that we understand that there's several different narratives happening here. You know, there's a lot of people who are of African descent who are from the, from the diaspora who are not aware of some of these things. Yeah. You know, some folks said, well, you know, is it okay if we spend money with black-owned businesses during this time? My position around it, and there are others who have the same position, that no, don't spend any money in the financial system that was created to oppress Africans, that was built on the backs of the blood of Africans. Don't, don't put any money into the matrix. Don't move anything at all. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're spending your money with an African, the African doesn't own the bank. Mm. The African doesn't own the mint. The African doesn't create legislation that prints money. The African has no say in anything that has to do with the financial system at all. Right. They have nothing to do with that. So even if you're spending money with other Africans, the systems were actually built on the blood and backs of African people. So the reverence in it is saying that our humanity and the humanity of our ancestors and them being enslaved and then you sneaking getting two extra free years of work labor from them mm -hmm. and not giving <laughs> them really. the information because they was at the meeting when the decree was made. The people, the workers, the slaves were not there. So mm -hmm. they didn't get the memo. But when them folks went back to their space, right, there was no internet. There was no like text messaging like, hey, you know, mm. you know, and if you would get caught in, in travel and things like that, that could mean your life. Yeah. trying to pass messages and pass the right information. Mm -hmm. So we really want to make sure that we understand that this is a remembrance, um, and it's important to take a hard line around certain things that are of importance to our community, and it's the reality of it is that this is not a celebration. It's a reflection. We're, 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 it's a time for reflection and remembrance and honoring um, the lives that was mm -hmm. impeded upon by this entire system. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and really, and really looking at what took place as, and how do we, knowing knowing that, knowing where we are, how do we pave a, a proper way forward, right? Um, looking at what's taking place. Whoa. Yeah, so reflecting on the situation because we have different varying, the way we experience this this situation, we're looking at it differently, and some of us, even as African people, remembering something, we're working against the matrix. We're working against our mind as agents of the matrix. So it's important that we contact the ancestors themselves. Mm -hmm. Contact the ancestors themselves and connect with that experience. So we're going to go ahead. Um, we see you guys coming in. Please share the link. Please join the conversation. Absolutely. We're going to do an honoring of the ancestors.
by way of a libation. Absolutely, that's fair. So, So I'm speaking, I'm calling to you, and when I respond, when I order, offer to you, you respond to me, and you say, I share, I share as a command into the universe to summon the energies and the powers of the divine source. So we honor the divine essence and all forces of good from within the universe. I share. I share. You say, I share. We, the divine spirits in high places that has brought forth divine intelligence and harmony, we beseech you, I share. I share. We honor Mama Africa of our land and central cradle of all humanity, and we say ashe. Ashe. We honor our ancestors from across space and time, their knowledge, their strength, their sacrifices, their blood, their tears, their determination that has brought us forth on today. Ashe. Ashe. We stand boldly in the balance for responsibility and protection of our children. We say ashe. Ashe. We honor ourselves and every African from Alkebawan who has embarked on this journey of becoming and standing upright and manifesting and living on the legacy of our ancestors, we say Ashe. Ashe. We humbly ask their blessings, their protection, and their guidance, and their wisdom, that the divine and our ancestors walk with us, guide us, and keep us covered. We say Ashe. 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 Thanks, family. Give thanks. Absolutely, Ashe. So, in this process of being, our prayers go forward, and we commit to the universe, and we calling forth, and we summoning our ancestors as they are, you know, the concept of I am because we are as a group of people, but we also stand on the backs of our ancestors, which is the same call for to look back and get it. Look back and get it. Look back on our origin. Look back on our <coughs> landscape because life for the African didn't begin with slavery. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, our sister Bantu Queen says, Ashe family, Juneteenth isn't taught in schools in, uh, on the continent. So an extra knowledge of it is welcome. Give wow. thanks. Bless, bless. So, so there is uh, a lot of different narratives. So that's why the sharing and the connection is so important. It's um, key. And also having the right knowledge, um, having the right references. So yes, there's a lot that te that's being taught here. Even our access to information is a little bit different than it is in the diaspora, and we hear about the differences. And then there are certain spirit because in the continent, um, the people there fought and died currently for their freedom and liberation. Like a lot of countries in Africa received their liberation in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even some as early as the 80s, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. So the people there have been fighting to create, um, to, to hold their position against oppressive governments. And some of those governments are black and brown people mm -hmm. um, inside mm -hmm. of selfishness, inside of being infiltrated by Indeed, the matrix, yeah. inside of limited consciousness because of the pressure cooker that other forces brought into the space over hundreds of years. We don't need to dismiss those things. Um, so we get to share information and we get to hold the space for the elevation of our people, like in a way that's powerful because we don't want to trivialize our ancestors' journey. The reality of the conversation is it's not a good thing that people decided that for the purposes of economy that they would release slaves. Because let me tell you something, these folks didn't all of a sudden have a case of conscience and say, oh man, this ain't right, man, let's let these folks go. That's not how that happened. Mm -mm. It's not. It's not how it happened. Because remember I told you, African, your goal, it was never, the matrix works exactly as it's supposed to right now. So the legal system is not actually in support. Political system is not in support of the African in this moment, right? Um, the system works exactly as it was. It wasn't no intention for us to steal people from Africa, bring them over here, have them work and work and work and try to run away. You know, they had a theory. If you tried to run away as a slave, that you were diagnosed with draped pneumonia. Mm-hmm. How dare you leave your master? That's How I'm dare saying. you be trying to get free because, oh, my God, why you don't want to stay a slave? Like, um, interesting. You know, Dr. George Grew talked about this whole concept of draped pneumonia, and she, she brought this into one of her conferences. And I'm here to tell you that this is a long way, a long way of unfolding the way you think because you are also, and this is the thing. I put this plant here. If I put a spoke in this, in this soil, this plant will grow around this spoke. That's you, African. 
this is what was created for you, and you've grown around this spoke. Guess what? This spoke ain't helping you none. Uh-uh. This spoke doesn't fortify you. It doesn't support you in any way. But that spoke is there, and you've grown around it. The way you think, the way you process, and it's very important that we tackle those things because those are things that 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 um, shake our foundation, that, uh, that, that impede our growth in a way that's impactful towards our, our own self-efficacy and what's good for us. Um, and some of these things, as I keep reminding you, some of the things that's good for the African is not going to be good for the matrix. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. When you start, when you start being good to you, I'm here to tell you. When I started being good to me in certain ways, other people in my space started getting the angst. I'm here to tell you, it works the same way in the microcosm, the macro, and the micro, the macro. If Africans start being good to themselves, the system would start to to lose. It and would get sick. Un- and become unhinged. The, ma- the matrix would become unhinged. The matrix would have six situations. So it's important that we take this opportunity um, to remember our ancestors and to remember their determination. Right? And we really want to make it a daily practice of checking ourselves in the matrix mm-hmm. and ensuring that we function on an African vibration and checking and rechecking and rechecking and ensuring that our decision-making processes are not coming in reflection to the matrix, are not in response to trying to, because, you know, we can have a whole huge kumbaya conversation, but you know what they always tell you? When you are trying to heal yourself, the first thing you got to do is spend time with yourself. Mm-hmm. That works in the macro, too. Right. So be, that's basic science. They, they, the distractions. That's the same science that they're using to tell you that when you start to heal yourself and you start to work on your wounds and whatever psychological dysfunction, you need to spend some time with yourself and have conversations with people who can give you good counsel. Absolutely. Seek support from people who can give you good counsel. Same thing in the macro, micro works in the macro. It's going to be necessary for you to spend some time. And I hear these folks in a learning curve. They need some time, and they need to take time to be in a learning curve. They don't need to inject their space and their ignorance into your space and have you off-center with your healing process. Because, right. unfortunately, if we're making this here a comical experience, and there's a lot of Africans who just getting on here and we're making everything sticky and poppy and trying to catch people and bring... It's not really a joke, though. It's right. not really funny. Right. That's not really what this is about. The healing part... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, that's all good. Go ahead. No, this is really about <laughs> addressing yeah. what's underneath and getting into the roots of these things. You know, getting into the roots and getting into really what, what caused these things. How did it happen? And some of these things happen as a direct result of someone intention to put a spoke in this soil for you to wrap yourself around this soil. Mm-hmm. It was never your intent. There was no intention. And some of these laws are on the books right now, being followed right now. There are people who also grow around a spoke that's in the soil for them as well. And their behaviors and actions and re- default behaviors and responses and, and certain things are directly in response to them growing up around a spoke too. Mm-hmm. Right? They're growing up around a spoke. But they're going to have to figure out how to get unspoked. And we're going to have to figure out how to get unspoked. And there's time to come together and have prayers and sing and do all of this stuff. But I'm here to tell you that's not really going to help you, African, by disseminating your energy and spaces and expanding this way. That's not going to be helpful. Right now what you need is you need relationships of mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. That's, what's, that's the only thing yeah. that's going to support the African right now. Absolutely. You need relationships of mutual benefit. I don't need to spend time talking about everybody coming together. Come on, y'all, let's just let's hug it out. No, because that's not actually practical. And for the depths of our dysfunctions, that's not going to help us. What that does is soothes you and it placates you and it puts a bandaid on a, bullet, on a, on a gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. It's not helpful. And anyway, in the way of psychology and in the way of therapy, in the way of healing, then that's never, that's never suggested for you to do as a protocol. That's never a protocol when you're talking about counseling, healing. There's something called a treatment plan. And in that treatment plan, they don't tell you to hug it out and just and walk off. That's not what they tell you. They give you a series of experiences, a series of interventions, a series of actions, and what's next, and checking on mm-hmm. your follow-up and debrief and go back and see what worked, what didn't work. Let's try this. See, that is a practice of being in the pro- process of healing. They never tell you to hug it out and just walk off and be like, hey, who am I, y'all? Let's everybody, let's do this. This is good. Yeah, when you're done. I mean, after you've achieved certain things, but once you realize when you're on that healing journey, there is no destination. No. See, once you get on there and you start getting your checks and you start elevating, you you be like, oh, wow, there is no destination. You become in a space where you then become functional and then you become better. And then you reach a place where you've elevated to a degree where you can then support others 
through the paths that you've mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to that space, you still realize there's no destination. You can get some more. You can go higher. Right. So it's important that we stay connected to the humanity of our ancestors that was taken in this moment of Juneteenth. Because this was a trick. This wasn't, this ain't no happy, happy, go lucky and get your tambourine, let's, let's dance it out and tap our feet. This is not an opportunity for that. We can do that at Kwanzaa. We can do that at Kwanzaa. Right? We can do that at First Harvest. We can do that at the end of the solstice. We can do all of that celebration. Get out, you know, we can do those. Th- there are times to do those celebratory things. But right now, I would actually rewrite this whole entire experience. This, along with the Ma'afa, is a time of mourning. Mm. It's a time of mourning where you get to experience the ancestors and what they experienced through that process. Because not only did they, quote unquote, write the, 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 our ancestors free, they then put them into sharecropping. Mm-hmm. They were sharecropping. My great great grandmother was a was a she was a sharecropper. She was a sharecropper. She inherited the farm. My mother, my grandmother worked at that farm. My grandmother had to stop going to school so she could pick her brother's cotton because he passed away. She then had to stop going to school so she could pick her brother's portion of cotton because that family had to produce X amount of bales to pay for that. Uh, that 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 the the the, the land and the the, the land the donkey, and mm-hmm. the seed. Mm-hmm. It's a business loan. But it's the kind of loan that you get now when you got 29% APR where they straight jacking you, right? It, it's, it's a loan that's going to have you in a bad situation. Because, first of all, be clear, America, because there's another conversation that we have that's kind of a little bit trippy for us, America was the home of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Our ancestors was already on this soil. Right? So there's a lot of folks out here talking about what they're, they, you know, they got claim to fame and they trying to stick their fork in this thing and we're our piece and where's our bit and all of that stuff. That's well and good. But this is somebody else's house. And there was genocide here on this soil. So we get to also remember them. See, when you start making things right, Brother Malcolm said, you got to pull the knife out. Then you got to heal the wound, the damage. You got to, you know, create a whole new experience of making whole what was the offense and the depths of the offense. You can't tell me how much hurt I was. Right. You can't tell me how much pain I'm in. You can't tell me when to heal and when, okay, you know what? Y'all been healing long enough. That's enough of that. Right. We need to come in. Y'all right. need to come on in here and let's, let's hug it out. Come on, because I'm tired of y'all healing out here in these streets. Right. And our, our healing can't be properly processed if we have all these external forces constantly, you know, invading the space. Let's let your healing be with you. Right. That and that's the problem. Every time there's a space where we try to heal or create something new uh, for us to latch onto and to reflect on and mm. build upon. It's not like, hey, hey, what you guys doing over there? Oh, you, you hungry? Can we oh, come? Good. Can we come in? Can, can we, we come? come? Can we come? And then, and then, what, and then, what's the conversation? Oh, well, that, that's not right. That we get. Oh, other now y'all militant. Now y'all too militant. That's not inclusive. Mm. You know, this is, why, why, why would you do that? That's racist. And let's yeah. turn other terms on, 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 on their heads towards you because we're offended that you would try to heal yourself without our without our permission, our, our permission, right? Yeah. And inclusion, because really that's what you call white supremacy. That suddenly I need permission. That people who were in bondage, who shouldn't have been in bondage, in can place. suddenly get free because you said so. These were mm-hmm. human beings. They had no right to be here in the first place because they were home when you showed up on them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter whether they were slaves or not. That's irrelevant. Says, so like, oh, there's slavery all over. There's slavery all over. There's no slavery that was as bad as the slavery that was in America. No, and then people don't want to have this in recent history. Let's say that. Let's say right. recent history because there's been some other things in this the past crazy. too. Yeah. Across longer way back farther than that, but this recent history and the people that are still suffering from the circumstance of the recent history, yeah, this is an issue. Right. We want to be clear, like, all this happened two seconds ago. Jeez. We're we're in the midst of, of just a few generations of all this stuff happening. 1865. 1865 is not that long ago at all. 155 years, there's people that's close to 140 that are still existing in, in this time and space. People in their hundreds that still remember something. They still remember a lot of what Jim Crow and the Civil Rights Movement was all about. That's that's still exists. You know what I mean? And and, and not much has changed. It's been you know verified and modified, mm-hmm. but it's it still exists. There's been constant ways of finding uh, ways for it to still exist 
now to keep control, keep power, when that should not ever have to be a conversation for humanity. Power. Of someone people? having power over other people. people. That, that makes no sense. Greetings, family. Thank you for coming. I see you yes. out there. Peace and blessings, beloved. Please share the link. Please join the conversation. Add your comments. Absolutely. Bring in folks into the space, um, and let's share this moment of reflection. Mm, absolutely. And in so remembrance of our, of our ancestors um, and the American concept of releasing the slaves and providing kind of free-ish ish a little bit, but not really, yeah. you know. It's Basically, undoing, undoing what you shouldn't have done in the first place. There's a lot of work that That's is. something that they should have been dealing with. That they actually should've. had nothing to do with us. In fact, they should have been apologizing and should be consistently apologizing, apologizing in ways of providing benefit, providing access, providing things that add on to the quality of life. You know, hugging it out and poo-pooing it and kumbaya doesn't really help my quality of life. Mm-mm. When we got principals at the school and her teachers holding noose and laughing and posing like that was funny, right? These are not right. people who own slaves. These are not people who knew anything about who made it a priority to discover Juneteenth. There's black folks that are just now finding out about Juneteenth. Yeah. Right? Just finding out that among all the other deceptions that have occurred against the, the well-being and the and the quality of life of African people, here comes, oh, well, we was going to let y'all go two years ago, but we kept y'all for another two years and got this free labor from y'all out here in these streets. Right. Oops, my bad, but y'all can go. Right. No food, no clothes, no nothing. You know what they did after that? They created regular laws. Because where you going? Now you have to take this bad deal, this sharecropping bad deal, because these plantation owners got this land, this huge acreage, 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 acreage. Who they going to work it? Who's going to work it? Some plantations had a hundred and more or more slaves on their land, working the land, turning the soil, keeping it from becoming Jurassic Park out here, cutting down the, 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 the yards and, and, and keeping things pruned and pulling up crops and taking crop and selling and trading, et cetera, et cetera. There were Africans who did this. They pulled up this cotton. They were shipping this cotton back to Europe. They were in the, in, the, in the islands doing the cane, cutting down the cane, sending it back to Europe and all over Europe. These folks was getting accustomed to sugar from the, from, from, from the sugar cane fields. African people was out there cutting down sugar cane. Some place in Florida where they get in the tropical area. right? So, so we want to really think about some of these things. And when we start thinking about the healing process, because we are, because we're inside of white innocence, we really don't understand. We have not yet cataloged how damaged we actually are as a result right. of those situations. Right. That's why this is not funny. And when you have a situation where you know, this obviously this year has brought up a lot for people. Mm-hmm. 2020 has been clearly a year of clarity, right, for a lot mm. of people. Um, and this whole thing since you know the past you know two weeks, this past month, really this past three months, with all that we've learned about you know Brianna. Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and what have you, um, you know, there's this, there's this now this new this is it uplifts this brand new, like want to see like how can we be better? Like I never knew this happened. Yeah, right. but this is a lot of a lot of this is a part of your culture. Just as much as the trauma is a part of Black people's gen- genetic like, um, you know, generational trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, white people we they have their the the generational. Um, aspects of the residuals of, of white privilege and oppression that took place and then and, and, and the, the plantation and slave owners and then that mentality that took place where that residuals now come to maybe you're not like you know you don't hate black people per se but you still own residual actions and thought processes that have you not understand how to Absolutely. be with black, other black people like there's no way you can sit here and think I'm going to paint my face black as a person who has influence around that the world to be to, and, and say that this is me standing in solidarity with black people that have been constantly uh, brutalized and, and, and killed by police who the hell the, the police who are supposed to be the, the protectors and protect right and serve and the peace officers of communities that, they, that, they're, that they're in no they're out here killing human beings um, so you painting your face black, you shaving your head bald, that does not help the, the plight of the, of the, of the African American. It does American. nothing. In you fact, it's get, a mockery. It is a mockery. You want and, and to legitimately think that that's what's going to work means you. there's a lot of education that needs to take place when you're in and step back. Obviously, you're in, I'm talking about the no, white no. folks that think this is works. Mm-hmm. And, and I, in their mind, liberal white folks that think that this works. Right. Because you're actually causing more of a detriment to the situation because now you're thinking there's allyship in like, I'm painting my face black. Jeez. That's not what we asked for. 
right? We're not asking for these things. And if you really look at the space, there's so many things that are being changed um, and, and shifted around that, granted, they're acknowledging history, you know, uh, and Jemima and all that type of stuff. Yeah, That's so cool. well and good, you're acknowledging that there's a racist uh, tactics and histories that are part of that and symbolism and taking down statues. But the issue that remains is that police are still getting administrative leave when they kill people. Or they're not they're not even getting acknowledged that the fact that they need to leave their jobs or be arrested because they're sitting out for three months after killing someone hmm. unjustly and unwarranted. And they get to claim that pension check. They just fired one of the officers that killed Breonna Taylor mm. after three months. Fired. Made I don't a know where you can made go a, do a bad job and just get fired. Made, made Brianna's law, what, like a week or two ago? But you haven't caught her killers yet? You know where they are. They're clocking in. Every They're day. clocking in to work every day, obviously, because now they ju one just got fired. So they're clearly still getting paid after killing someone unjustly in their home while they were sleeping three months ago. There should be no entity that supersedes the humanity of the people. And the problematic thing that didn't then come to play is that when you want to bring up criminal records or bring up the person's past or mm. bring up where they where they came from or bring up my, 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 my favorite meaning, the one I hate the most, is the black-on-black -black crime trope, which is, like, re completely ridiculous. And it's not to say, like, it's not to say that you, you know, we're not acknowledging that there's, you know, uh, crimes against each other that exist in our communities. There are crimes against others that exist in their communities as well. Absolutely. The problem is, is when you bring that, bring that topic up in the of black people getting killed by a, by the system, by law enforcement, and by by uh, racist white communities and, and organizations and systems, that's not what you want to bring up in that moment. Because one, you want to talk about proximity. Two, you want to talk about col the colonial conditioning that's taking place for the African. When when in proximity to other Africans, it's either well, you're the closest thing to me. I need what you got if you have enough for it. Or it's just, I, I don't like other black people. Black people, this, 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 and that. So whatever the case may be, there's a there's varying complex conversations that take mm -hmm. place because of the mental condition that took place of slavery um, and colonialism in here here in America. That's the results you're dealing with that. Now, you want to compound that with racist groups, racist white police, and these are people that are in the communities. They're supposed to be protecting communities when really their, their actual quota and the actual uh, guidelines and instructions are to incarcerate or kill black and brown people. That's right. And that's what they've always been because the police officers is just a, a reformatting of the overseer, the slave catchers in it's today's time. Such oh, yes. deep-rooted system that has embedded into our mentality, consciously and subconsciously. Yes, yeah, definitely. Exactly, and it really impacts the way we make decisions, the way we talk, the way we love on each other, the way we mm -hmm. have relationships. It impacts us in so many areas, and for us to discover what a quality of life actually is, it's going to take some real reflection, because mm -hmm. we've actually been taking what's been given to us. And I keep telling you, African, you've been getting scraps. You've been yeah. getting scraps. All these years, you've been getting scraps. Um, and I'm not saying that, hey, black folks is out here talking about they want a, a, a mountain and they want to bring in a river. And what they're saying is quality of life is due to the fact that you get, you were born. Only the divine can give you the breath of life. That's, that's, what, that's what every organism in the universe has. Oh. And based on the matrix and the systems as the way they were created, it was created in order to restrict your basic quality of living. Mm -hmm. Water is common, is community property. Clean air is community property. A lot of things that now are a part of our social, they're, they're so deeply embedded into our social ways of being, some of us couldn't even conceive of not having a microwave in our homes, not having a vacuum cleaner in our homes. Just there's, you know, it takes a lot of pollution to create some of the things that we have in our homes. There's a lot of pollution. There, we could have been using hemp, which we were, had, we were using hemp, and the process, the entire function of the hemp, the material can go back and be reused for something else. You don't, you, you don't lose anything from processing hemp to whatever you're choosing to make it into, like the peanut, you know, George Washington called it, made everything, not George Washington, um, yeah. made everything, right, <laughs> into yeah. with peanuts, um, but with hemp, we had this material that was durable that each, each part of it can be reused, but it was made <clears> illegal <throat> so that we can then use other things that can be patented. 
this is someone's diabolical thinking that is creating this space, right? There's someone who is violating community property, air, water. In order for some of these machines that work in some of these factories mm. to work, a lot of water has to be poured into these spaces to keep these things lubricated. We don't think about this when we're using our stuff. Yeah. When we use our stuff, all the different things is, how many different types of glasses are there in a store? How many stores are there that has glasses, not eyeglasses, drinking glasses? I'm just saying. Just something for us as collective human beings to think about. Because, you know, I personally took this vow over 20 years now um, so that you use only what you need. Like, you use only what you need to reduce your carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. One, because this is community property. So all the gluttony and all the things that we use and all the stuff that they push into our minds and because we haven't, re we haven't really built self-efficacy. We haven't really built a strong confidence in ourselves that we have to put on a bunch of stuff. We got all these things in our homes. We spend, how many hours we spend at work? How often are we actually with our TVs? How long do we spend with our TVs? Mm. We at work 70 hours a week. How much time do we spend with our children? These kids got roomfuls of toys that they're only going to have for two or three years. Then you're going to either have to sit them on the side of the road. If you know like me, like what I used to do, we would recycle our stuff and take them down to the shelter or to the church mm. or to the, to the, to the Goodwill mm. every year. So we cannot overrun our space. Like, this is the things that comes into our space from the diabolical behaviors that we've inculcated, that we've now been enculturated into this culture of what is. And we've accepted this foolishness, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And the majority of it. To the point we can't live without it. Or feel like we can. Right. And our ancestors had none of these luxuries on this soil. Our ancestors didn't even have the luxury of loving each other. They had to jump brooms. They didn't even have. Not even just the married. children. You gave birth to your kid, now your kid gets taken and sold down the road or to another plantation or sent to Europe. Because mm -hmm. they took slaves from the States and they took them to Europe to be mm -hmm. slaves there. Mm -hmm. Broken families. Do you know if you've ever run into one of your 15th, 20th, 30th cousin removed? Mm. Do you know? You wouldn't know. Could be married to him. Wouldn't know. There's a, there was that remember those, those sisters that were best friends for seventeen years and, just, and, and found even, out they were actually sisters. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's some that's, Jerry Springer that's stuff. That's right level, but that's like the the level of what it could that's be some like. Jerry you could be second, you could be standing next to your cousin, your 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 twelfth, thirteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth cousin, because of the way these families were torn apart. I'm here for digging deep. I'm not here for a casual conversation about it because if we don't consider a, ca a real deep conversation, we'll never get out of this thing in a way that's going to be helpful for us in the long run. You've had about a casual 30 years or so. It's something. been 35, right, 40. The 80s. You know, the generation passed before me. You know, they were passive. For the ones that wasn't drunk and high, that got caught out there in the matrix on the drugs, trying to soothe and self-medicate. The rest of them were passive, deep in the church, Praying it out. This is where we at, family. This is where we are at. And we want to be clear that we set the tone in the way that we want to look at this thing. See, I set the tone. Believe me when I tell you. Don't get it twisted. This is not funny. I don't have nothing to laugh about. Ain't no fun. It's not funny. It's not funny. And, and I read the, 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 the Red Diary, mm -hmm. Slave Narratives. I connect with my ancestors on a very regular basis. I'm here to tell you. Ain't nothing funny. So while we in reflection, we want to make sure that we arm ourselves with the right information and make sure you get information from sources outside of the matrix. Yeah. Anything you get from the matrix must be synthesized it's, for the African spirit. It's it gonna must be, be. You it's cannot. Gonna, it's going to be dedicated to your confusion, period. It's and, dedicated and you, and you to your confusion. And you staying as far away as possible from the truth, from the of truth. who you are and who you, what your identity actually is so that you don't get access to that and actually get the power to up up uproot the whole system anything to keep you away from that being a reality they're gonna do it by any means and the, and the thing is we get we get we've gotten lulled to sleep with the by the with the belief that oh they can no one could ever be that diabolical do something to its own people what 
hello, have you learned American history? No, because why? They were diabolical enough to change that the information that goes to the school system. And, and they present information in a certain kind of framework, yeah. also. Mm-hmm. So when you got when you when you got the wrong information being pumped through your educational channels from from birth or from you know from from young, then how how are you going to be set up to win within yourself? This is what we have. This is where we we look at the the school to prison pipeline. When you set the set our set our kids up to fail, set them up to lose. When you have standardized standardized testing and 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 and, and tests that keep kids in looking at themselves comparatively to another kid that has a completely different access to completely different resources, based on privilege, based on color, based on these di- these different aspects of their humanity that they didn't choose to have this be against them as an obstacle. But this is what the system has set and up. And then we clap when people, like, make it through. Like, you've been trying to drown me all this time. I'm supposed to be, like, celebratory because we got the first black blah, blah, blah. Listen, my ancestors built the pyramids, and y'all can't tell me how they did it. So I'm pretty much good. Thanks. Like, if you still be willing to I mean, this, this right here, anything <laughs> in the Matrix on and on this side of the, on this side here, this is a walk in the park for an African. I'm here to tell you. See, we pour into our kids. I expect the best from our family. I know a lot of our family, you know, they 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 dropped and um they dropped the ball on things, but I'm here to tell you, I know what we are capable of doing. I expect greatness from my people. Mm-hmm. I'm not shocked when I see my people. I'm like my grandmama. She was my grandmother's shirt, y'all. She passed away, 2018. Give thanks to our ancestor, Pearly Ashe. Um, she say when she see you doing something, you cutting up. She be like, you better get it together, because the expectation is that you upright. See, them folks think that you just scallywaggish, you know, you any old kind of, you know, whatever, anything goes. And you know what? We've done it too often where we've begun to start to manifest this behavior. Mm-hmm. We became a self-fulfilling prophecy where anything just kind of goes. Foofy and we just way. accept any old kind of thing and we just write on ourselves and put I put my name on the list. And yeah, I'm down with this and I'm down with that. We never assess how is that helpful or hindering the African. Does it add value or does it take away value? Does it strengthen or does it weaken? But this is what we've been doing because, you know, we're functioning inside of a limited belief. And that where that limited belief is that this American experiment, experiment is our greatest possibility. This right here is a hindrance to our possibility. If we could release these <clears throat> shackles, we would then see what's next and possible for us. And let me tell you what, these folks went to great lengths to ensure we stay knocked out and in a trance. Trust me when I tell you, this is not accident. This was very intentional very scripted and there was hundreds of minds that went into creating this concept as well as for white folks because let me tell you what john and jane q probably gonna have to be cataloged you have to be with them because they know they don't they're not they're coming to realize that they're not a part of the round table neither they're they're a part of the matrix but they're not a part of the system that makes decisions they themselves are also misprogrammed but see you can't allow their ignorance to draw you in as the authority because they don't know better. Mm-hmm. This experience has impacted you in a certain kind of way. They're just coming. To, this is why she would think it would be okay to, to paint your face. When when you, when they mess up on your college tuition or you got to go down to the doctor's office and get your bill straight. Now, do you paint your damn face to go figure your problems out? Is that how you conduct your business? What would make you think that was solidarity? <laughs> what the hell? When you go to deal with some circumstance, when you got to call up attorneys and have folks looking at your contracts, you your do head. you paint your damn face? Do you shave your head to go conduct your business? The hell make you think you could pass me that garbage? That's not helpful to an African. That's not helpful to me. I don't need you to paint your... Keep your hair and keep your skin. The hell is that? Especially when you look at history and you see how blackface has been a mockery. Blackface on white men in theater was a mockery of African people. Why would you think that that would be okay? And where are the black people that are clapping? Because I'm sure one of them or some of them called somebody black that they know and asked, you think this will be all right? Yeah, girl, go ahead and do that. I got your back. Because like it, it always is somebody over there ignorant. That's like the woman with that picture of the Halloween where the, the black woman agreed to, like, clearly agreed be a, to have, have a noose on her head on, on, on her all fours. With, with her, her white friends or coworkers or whatever. Holding that was the supposed noose. to be a good idea. This is what we See? got. We, we this have what we dealing our with. people in here that's really, like, 
That's a psychosis. And I'm suffering from the worst case of drape demonic because me, I've been getting free for a long time. Okay? Being a slave ain't gonna never work for me. Being happily ignorant and tap dancing out here and cooning for these folks ain't gonna never be all right with me. Because I don't see what's better about you than me. I don't see why you got control. I don't see that you're the best fit for the job. Because I'm looking at the remnants of your creation and consistent poisoning our environment, killing the people, poisoning the people on so many levels. See, this is what our ancestors were here on par with. They were on their backs so that they could create all this madness. All this madness. They took our people so that they could create this. And all this does is produce money so people can tell people what to do. Exactly how does telling people what to do benefit you breathing every day? Like at the end of the day, what is really the reason for it? There shouldn't be borders. So, so you can claim territory. Who claims territory? Who needs to claim territory? Relationship based right now for the African are relationships of mutual benefit. I can rock with you if we have an understanding walking through this experience that we are now here together for mutual benefits. I don't want to think you my friend. I don't want to poo-poo and play games with you. I don't want to have no romances with you, bromances. Nah, we ain't here for that. We're in a healing curve. So right now, I know if you're here for something that's going to benefit you, I know you'll probably stay. I don't need to be emotionally invested in this experience, which is what African people have been doing for so long. Emotionally invested into experiences and ended up getting the short end of the stick because we never we never forecast far enough. We so worried about oh and being friends and having a good time. Besties. Miss me with that. Money, greed, and power, pure gluttony. Exactly. Yeah. Dysfunctional and entirely against nature and the function of nature. And everything in nature happens in cycles. The circadian rhythm is there for a reason. There's a harvest, there's a sowing time, there's a time when there's a dry season, right? These things happen in rotation. This is the necessities of life so that the earth can do what it needs to do to continue to function. The world, the universe moves as it should. And you got people that has been dedicated for centuries to constantly disrupt it for the sake of being in power. And fear, let's not forget that fear is one of the big factors that's, that's running this whole situation. Yeah. Fear of losing out. Fear of... <laughs> For losing what? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's the shit that don't make no sense. Like, losing what? You know what? You could be over there. But that's why you have a scarcity-based a scarcity You could be over there. Society. It's okay to be over there. But you know what? You could be over there, but you can't be over there and have your fingers over here, too. Because we just saw something in the news recently about them trying to tra drop the age for military uh, recruitment. What are you going to do? Try to recruit 14-year-olds now in junior high school to be in the military, bro? Why don't you get your troops out of people's house and let folk do their thing? Oh, because these folks done done so much dirt over the past three, four, five, six hundred years that they're afraid that somebody might show up and try to get some get back. Well, at the end of the day, they say what goes around comes around. I'm just saying, you can stave it off for as long as you want, but at the end of the day, everything happens in rhythms. Everything this, happens in processes. Sister Nicole says, <clears throat> they say we as blacks always love and forgive everyone no matter what is done unto us. But clearly, it's not working on our favor, and we we need to be in a place where we need to realize that, like get over it already. It's not working. There's no no one asked for it. We willingly give it, and no one. Well, asked it's a for part it. of humanity. It's access to it, humanity. It, it is, and this it's, is this is how we right. operate by we by operate by nature. By nature. Not everybody right. operates in that way, unfortunately. And we extend we extend our olive branches in our hands and our homes to people in right. in, the, in in the event of a, a just enough kindness is shown. Right, but we, we what has history has shown is that a lot of that kindness is meant as a means to get into your house and take your house. It's a wolf and sheep clothing. It's a sheep in wolf's clothing. Well, I can tell you what. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It has been proven over time. There's no one blanketed brush that goes across everybody all times and every experience. Mm -hmm. But based on habitual behavior and right. our habitual recount of actions and behaviors, it's all it's generally been a wolf in sheep's clothing. So I tend to believe that objects in motion tend to stay in motion. The greatest indicator of the future is the past. 
I don't know. That's just an intellectual thing that I can do with that because I don't know where you are with that. See, if you were standing next to me and you said that we are mutually, we have a mutual benefit, I'm here for this, you're here for that, and our partnership is based on that, that can be a different conversation. But as long as Africans are not trying to stand on their own mm-hmm. and they're ambivalent about standing for their own under the guise that white folks are going to call you a militant or whatever the hell. Listen, whatever your language right. is, that's white people language. Let them say whatever they got to say. They call Malcolm X a militant. You know what they should have been doing? They should have been sitting at his feet trying to get some lessons. Mm-hmm. They should have. And you know what? They owe me for taking Malcolm. Mm-hmm. They owe mm-hmm. me. They owe his kids. They owe his daughters. Right. They owe his wife. They upset that man's entire family. You know, the only, and he's not the only one. He's our resident right. ancestor. Right. But they owe us for taking Malcolm. Right. They owe a generation and legacy that was that was built on his inspiration that goes beyond his family. You see, you That's a life. Who paid for who right paid now? for taking his life? No one. No one paid for taking Malcolm's life. And how did history paint him? Is this like he was just this like radical, crazy, like black devil, whatever type of situation? How dare they? How when dare he was they? actually for for the people. He's for the people, for justice, for standing what was right. But that's not the part of history they want to paint. Just like they want to paint uh, Martin Luther King as this this big old saint. And yes, he stood as a as a face of non of nonviolent movement within the civil rights movement. But he was very much also in a space of regret when he got home, took his hat off, of like this may not be working. We, you, like, what do you say? We, we I may have, and like, I, hopefully, uh, I haven't taken my people into a burning, burning house. house. He knew, and he had a negative approval rating before he died. Wisdom, that's wisdom, and that's unfortunate. So this is what this is what we're not giving our youth. We're ambivalent about speaking the truth with our youth and telling our truth what's really going on, for fear that we're going to curtail them. But I'm telling you what, this matrix is gonna grow them up fast anyway. Mm-hmm. They, this system, this matrix, is robs our children. See, it's cute to see little Pollyanna and Becky over there poo-pooing and playing with dolls and, and innocent and have no sense of nothing. That's wonderful. But most of our African kids, unless we shelter them with ignorance, they don't get that benefit. I actually saw there's a video I saw earlier. I think I shared it with you. Mm-hmm. But this video I saw earlier that on, on social media. And it was a, a young black kid. He was playing in his driveway. You know, the, the car was in the driveway. The family in the car was in the driveway. He had the basketball hoop. He was mm-hmm. playing basketball in the driveway. Clearly suburban neighborhood. And you see him. He, he literally stops playing, takes his ball, and he goes behind the, the back of the car. The front of the car is facing the street. And as you see in the video, a cop car is rolling by and drives by, and once it is completely out of frame, he comes from behind the car again and continues playing. This is the fear uh, and, and the programming that our uh, black youth have to deal with. Well, there was another video reality. of the little girl who was crying profusely when well, she was yeah, walking right, through the park too. and happened to see a cop. This yeah. little girl was like, oh, my God, are you going to kill me? They show in this video on this cop, and yes. this white cop, this white female this cop, white woman cop, has to yeah. now be with this child. When they have police, I have video of police arresting seven-year-olds, putting them in cuffs. What you need to put a seven-year-old in a cuff for? So now it's just traumatization from young. It's not even like let me just yeah, and mold are, your brain. Now, just, these I'm just are gonna people, make straight up make fear out of it. And you. these are people who who don't have any access to the matrix. Mm-hmm. These are people. So you know we get to be in our space and we get to understand where our healing lies. You know and you know Shahrazad Ali says one thing. You know black folks like to just discount stuff when they don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that, so I'm gonna go ahead and let that go. That don't make it no less true. Mm. Just because you don't like it. And in my opinion, you know, we're going to have black folks who are going to be in a space or African people who are going to be in a space who are going to be a detriment to progress. They're going to be in a space. And they're going to be all of the educators and all of the, you know, vast majority of our community who want to be, you know, talking to Kumbaya, who, who are not inter- invested in having an in-depth conversation about the impact that these experiences have had on African people. And those people are going to be in the way. And that's going to be unfortunate. You know, um... So, and this is a part of what our narrative actually gets to be in terms of what we created for the future. Mm-hmm. So, on the backs of our ancestors, unfortunately, they were mistreated in many ways. Um, their lives, lives and humanity robbed from them. And that's the, the cusp of, the, the gist of what Juneteenth actually represents. We get to remember that we had ancestors who were still <clears throat> in chains two years after allegedly they had been Free-ish by law. It was law to have people in bondage. Somebody's S with several S's co-coordinated ideas 
that put people, stole people against their own will, brought them to this country, and then allowed them to be abused, and then their offspring now mm-hmm. suffering from the residuals of that pain and residuals of the systems that were created as a result of that. So this is what we go to remember today. Yeah. If you want to get together and have drumming circles, you want to have marches, and you want to have kumbaya and ceremonies and everybody come and have community meals because that's an African thing. We should do that more often. As a regular thing. Not As a regular holiday. community thing. It's not making stuff holiday stuff. As make a community it. thing. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to fit into the matrix the way the matrix creates things. And that's part of our breaking free of the, the, the mental chains is that we don't have to continue to shape our lives in the way that the matrix shapes them, which is part of why we continue to come up empty because the matrix is not going to support your African vibration. So that's something for us to consider mm-hmm. moving forward. Absolutely. And how we also expel when people are inquiring about Juneteenth and inquiring, do your research and share the truth. Don't, don't worry about poo-pooing people's feelings. Yeah, because this is not for them. It's we not need, for them. We need to we need to let go of that whole so that whole healing. space. It really is your healing and healing. That isn't always a pretty situation. Healing can be funky. It's not this so, one. Like, this thing is five, six hundred, seven hundred years old. This is not gonna. It's not gonna look nice. It's not gonna look nice at all. You talk about mm-hmm. unpacking. You're not unpacking mm-hmm. your just your your own life. You're unpacking a history that's def- that's helped ingrained and infused the life that you have now. If not for that history, would your life be what it is? So you want to be clear on what you're unpacking and, and being with, and in the severity in which we, you know, you you deal with your human experience as a black, as African on this American soil, this U.S. soil, um, and then in reflection with the global diasporic landscape, like how we get in tune with all of that, bring that energy together, heal together, in the face of this matrix, and this is what we have to deal with. This is what we we get to be with, and um, and and really like check in. So, yeah. So peace and blessings, family. So this this is Soundbites International Radio. We just we just wanted to, we wanted to take this day. We could not you know leave the week, uh, and, and just and just be Monday. You know, is today is Juneteenth. It's an important time. Um, it's an important moment of reflection. It's an important moment of being. Sister Nicole says there's a book called Push Out that it discusses the criminalization of Black girls in schools. Ooh, yeah. There's Blake, and that's another topic in itself. Like, how are they criminalizing our black girls, our, our, our black youth? And, like, this is the, these are the, the, the facets that we have to really, like, unpack and talk about. Because if these conversations aren't had, aren't had, then they won't be addressed, and they won't be confronted. Unless it's, uh, it comes down to some violent boilover, which is what we're kind of essentially dealing with now. Yep. You know, Martin Luther King said, the riot is the voice of the unheard. You know, and... That's something that they won't quote, <laughs> but, uh. they, but is the, the right is the voice of the unheard. And what's happened is over the span of these couple of weeks is we've made changes, but the real change still is yet to happen. So and, and it's up to us and to it's stay internal, continue. and we need to stay focused it on is. getting that internal reparation. We that's, that's not that getting like, hey, Juneteenth is a holiday now. Hey, ancient mom has changed. Oh, that's hey, wonderful. Master no, P, that's, Master P that's, has rights now. Like you know, shuffling papers, y'all. All that stuff we need to actually be on the ground with. Like no, actually, Breonna Taylor's killers need to be need to be caught. Um, there needs to be of the utmost justice brought for George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Sean Reed, every, David McCaddy, like all these people, Tony McDay, all these people that have we have lost their lives just in the, pan, the span of the past month or so. I think, what is it, 120 people were killed since George Floyd? We ain't ready to play it. Yeah, I think, people, yeah, oh yeah, there's been a lot more killing, and then there's also people coming and hanging on trees. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. How five hanging, pe- how, five how people were hung from trees? in the past week. Magically lynching just every every now and again pops up on us. Five people mm-hmm. are hung. Five black people are hung within the past week. And white people are going to have to get fired up and handle their people. Because mm-hmm. these are your people out here in these streets. All white is not created equal. Trust me when I tell you. Mm-hmm. And some of the folks that's out here doing these infractions, these are, quote, unquote, the gutter of the white folks. Those not the top echelon white folks. All of this nuanced stuff, y'all got to deal with this. Y'all gotta deal with this classism and you know and all of this. These blue collar folks versus these you know elitist folks. They, 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 these folks out here in the street, they're the wild dog. Mm-hmm. These people out here killing black folks. These folks cutting loose on Albury, Ahmad Albury. What kind of mess is this? And then you got government jobs. You here? You you working with the government? Listen, family, we gotta be clear. Okay, what I'm the point is, 
be clear on what is really the deal with our family and what's important to us. You know, um, calling in, calling it a suicide. Yeah, hanging young brother from the tree talking about some suicide. Really? We are not jumping off like, really? from trees. Like, cut it out. Cut it all Come the on, way family. Out. But listen, family, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna play a quick poem that um, was created for today. Um, the Queen Defer Volume Three, guys. You know, I've been waiting to uh, launch that one, so that will be open today. Queen Defer Volume 3. You can go into K-E-Y-S, the number 2, S-O-A-R, and check out the new version. And I'm going to go ahead and play the clip for you. Give me one second. Yeah. Because that's start over. So be with us as we wrap up, family. I'm glad for all who have, who have been helping, who have been online with us, who have been adding to the conversation. Yes. And thank you, Sister Nicole, for coming in. Peace and blessings. We appreciate that always. Long time no see. Um, so yeah, so, so here we go. Africa! Africa! Awaken, black soul, and make fishermen of men the triple darkness of the womb man to release her restraints. For her she casts her knowing of her essence beyond space and time. He the one which says there is no greater friend than he that would lay down his life for another. Give me your hand. I reached into the depth of the lost. The distorted has broken, and our senses now realize onto our now new time. Yet I am awakened, because I am the friend of my brother and the friend of my sister. I am the keeper and charged with the gates of life, knowing creation, before now and the coming very soon. Awakened soul of black folk, a tender brush about the cheek and stroke across that laying body. Leave this terrible place, and lo, get up and rise, saith thy Lord, thine God, the divine. For the yoke of man has toiled thy soul, and the way to righteousness is easy for the word. Came and it became a living soul, the soul of black folk. Lift your soul into the plateau of thine arose, for those high places from whence thy came. Take up your mantle and be about the work of freedom for your people. Enlarge thyself into the trembling of the land and sea. Walk with ten thousands of your ancestors, whom are ready at your call, for your voice to command your way. Awaken, soul of black folk. We have spoken, family. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe.